0: Hey everyone, welcome to Emmanuel Fellowship's podcast. This is Pastor Trent, the founding pastor of Emmanuel Fellowship, a church in South Minneapolis that exists to serve our city and to live for God's glory. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We pray that this message encourages you to follow Jesus and to see his presence and power everywhere in your life. Good morning, church. Pastor Trent here on Father's Day um, with a special welcome to the dads, Um, In our church and to the dads who are tuning in, Um, our text for this morning and our message today, of course, is going to include a little bit about fatherhood. Um, Let me read the passage to you. This is Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to start in verse 15, which says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but wise, making the best use of time, for the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what is the will of the Lord. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence to Christ. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. This is God's word. Father, I want to pray this today that you would illuminate the scriptures, that you would bring light to shine in an area that is dim in our present moment, that you would bring understanding to an area where there is much conjecture and opinion, that you would bring wisdom to an area that many of us so desperately need insight. And so would you, through the scriptures, help us to grab hold of the the blueprint of parenting. The blueprint, the design that you have for fathers, mothers, and children. I pray this for your sake, O Lord, and for your glory. Amen. Hey, how many of you during the the last several months have seen an advertisement or perhaps even seen, um, perhaps even participated in a new variation of fitness, right? There's something about this um, crazy time of COVID um, that has given birth to all sorts of creative and sometimes even free methods of training weightlifting, working out. Um, there's plenty of programs that you can find online. In fact, I think multiple of my neighbors have sort of like started a garage gym. <laughs> At least I, I see people walking up and down. Yes, I'm in the garage. Walking up and down the alley carrying weights. At one point they were carrying an actual rack right, that you would use to normally set the bar on, but they were doing exercises with the rack because of course the, the gym has become their garage. You know, sometimes you need a new workout or you need to jumpstart your own um, physical health with a more intensive season of exercise. But if you think about it, there's always need to work out. This is sort of common wisdom for us, that we need to continue to take care of our bodies and work them out such that they function in the way in the design that God intended them to especially with much of our work being more sedentary. Well, I think working out is actually a fitting metaphor for the next three messages that we're going to hear in the book of Ephesians. Because Paul has done the work of presenting the gospel, of God's great plan of salvation, of redemption being brought together in Jesus, accomplishing this incredible new humanity, and then helping the new humanity, the church, live by His own power through the Holy Spirit. And we've been talking for months now about how do we live in the blueprint, in the design that God has intended for us. And that's already taken shape in the way that we avoid certain things and we need to adopt other practices in the way that we rely on the Holy Spirit and continue to learn the patterns of Christ. But here now, we see the shift to continue to work out this great salvation. To work out, not because we've arrived, but because we're getting into places of life and specifically relationships within life that need continual working out. Perhaps you might need a season to get into shape, but you will always need exercise in these areas. So we've talked about a healthy community, right? That's sort of how he's closing out, a community of light that, that loves and is um, gentle and is patient and bears with one another. We've talked about racial reconciliation, being that the Jews and the Gentiles are now brought back together as one. That, that just doesn't mean that it's over. But but that there's need for continual working out of that reality within your life and within the church and within our society. We, we, we will talk about this next week: marriage. We're talking about today, parenting. And then in a few weeks, we'll talk about working relationships. Right? This is what scholars call the household code. All right. There were specific codes or patterns of behavior in the first century in the Greco-Roman world that were adhered to. These were the cultural norms of their day. But as you look at these passages, which speak directly into our key relationships of marriage and family and work, you see that the gospel has gone to work, transforming the way that these institutions, these customs should look for Christians. So the out, ongoing outworking of the gospel into your life and mine, in the areas of marriage and parenting and working relationships, that's the task of the of the church and for and of the Christian. So today. We're going to tackle parenting. But listen to me, don't check out if you're not a parent. Don't check out if you're not married, all right? This is written to the family of God. This is family of God info, family of God wisdom, stuff that we together as a community need to heed and need to understand. And this is what you see across those three of marriage and parenting and children and working relationships. You see that the Holy Ghost— You see that the Holy Spirit is given to help us, what? have right relationship with God. (laughs) This is the the hint you see at the end of chapter 5, right? If we, because of the Holy Spirit filling us, are then living lives of thankfulness, gratitude to God, For everything and for always, we have then settled into a right relationship with our Creator, who has given us life and breath and everything. And then Paul goes one step further, because not only will the Holy Ghost help you live in right relationship with God, which involves gratitude for the things the Creator gives you, but He will help you live in right-ordered relationship with others. So let's get into it. He will help us live the blueprint. The first word in our passage today is, of course, to children. Children, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Paul's picking up on all of the language he's sort of littered through the last few chapters about fitting, proper conduct, righteous behavior, what is orderly rather than what is chaotic, what is good rather than what is evil, what is light rather than what is darkness. And what he's getting at here is perhaps the expectation across all cultures that children would obey their parents. Now, I was on a walk the other day with the family and um, we're walking, and this um, older gentleman in our neighborhood um, crosses the other street as he's walking this little dog, and I don't know if it was his dog or not, but he seems to be having some troubles because the dog is kind of catching up, and he's in a hurry, and he's, he's literally yelling at the dog and then <laughs> saying, come on, come on, um, and, and he turns to me, and he says, listen, your kids probably obey better than my dog. Now, I'm, I, listen, I don't want to get into all of the mess of, of pets as children, which in some sense, and no demeaning at all here, is ridiculous from the Bible's perspective because a child is made in the image of God and has the cap- capacity to reflect God and to love others in a way that a, an animal doesn't. Not to say that animals shouldn't be properly cared for or trained to obey their masters, but, but what he's saying is there's an expectation that one, it's difficult for kids to obey, and two, that they should obey. Even my neighbor, who I don't know, we were a couple streets away, walking his dog repeats the expectation here. But listen, Paul's going further than that. Probably in him saying this is fitting, proper, right, He's appealing to common knowledge within the Greco-Roman culture. Of course it's right that children should listen and obey their parents. But listen, he uses that to go a step further. Honor your father and mother. This is what? The first commandment. Now taking what is expected in their culture and then rooting it back into what has been revealed and explained in God's law right? Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment. It was one of the commandments within the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments in both Exodus and Deuteronomy. We probably are familiar with these Ten Commandments, but but there's a unique feature to the one that says, children, honor your father and mother. And that's, there's a promise attached to it, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. What the is picking up on here and what the scriptures are very clear is that there is an honor that comes with being a father and a mother and that children should give that honor to their parents. There is a respect, there is a reverence, there is a worth in the position of parent if you are a child. So if you are a kid, still being raised in your household, and potentially here, this would extend beyond adulthood if there were families all living in the same vicinity, being that in that time, the eldest father within the family line still living would have had the position of honor, but still respect, reverence, worth for fathers and mothers was the norm for God's covenant people, covenant people. And what he's saying is, children, let me give you some motivation. If you want a good life, if you want a long life, listen to your parents, listen to your parents. And and that was especially true for God's covenant people because the parents were of course charged with the role of teaching their kids to love the Lord their God with all of their heart and soul and mind and strength and to teach them not just sort of in moments but all the way through life in every scenario and situation the parents were to be teaching about how God is the Lord, the only God and that our job as his creature's is to live in a way that loves him wholly and loves others. So what's going on here is, of course, an encouragement for you as a, a child, for you who are still under your parents' authority, for you to receive that authority, for you to receive their position over you, as the gift of God to them and to you, that God has placed you in a family, that God has given you parents, and that you being under the leadership and authority of those parents is a good thing because as you follow them, you will follow them into the ways of God, the knowledge of God, and into keeping the covenant of God. God, the Heavenly Father, has given earthly parents for you to model your life after. This is exactly what we see all throughout the scriptures in sort of the shining examples. You could look at, you could look at Joseph from the Old Testament, who, who continues to honor his family, though they, they've hurt him. He realizes that God had placed him in a family, and that God had used the events of his life, and that he, even in the end, would honor his family and his parents, as he fulfilled God's calling on his life. Or even Jesus, who loved to be in the temple, as the story goes, right? To listen to the teachers, who said, I I must be in my father's house. But then, as he left and went back to Nazareth, submitted to his parents. And his life went well because of his obedience and honor for his parents. Children, obey your parents in the lord for this is right. This is a component of Christian discipleship, a component of what it means for you to live for Jesus, to live out the good news, to honor your parents. So the first word is to children. But the second word here is to parents. Honor your father and mother as we've read, that it may go well with you And that you may live long in the land. Parents, what I want you to see is that honor is God's blueprint for you. That you have been given a position, a weighty position of honor, a position of significance in the life of another human being. And I know some of you are like, I feel the weight of that. Like, I already know the pressure of what it means for me to be responsible for this child all the time. And not only just to keep them alive, but to try and keep them in the ways of the Lord. Like, I feel the weight of that. But let me encourage you. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, which is the start of this passage, carrying over into this section, that you would be filled with the Spirit. If you are filled with the Spirit, you'll know that God has given you the children you have. God has given them to you, entrusted them to you. God is the one who's given He's the reason you have kids. And therefore, rather than weightiness about the responsibility of shepherding your children in the ways of God, right? You could feel gratitude. The Holy Spirit might work that what? Posture of giving thanks always and in every circumstance, right? Right? If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll start to sense that like God has not only given me these kids, but He's gifted me. Gifted me with the abilities, the aptitudes, or at least the ability to gain them so that I might raise these kids after God's ways. You have been given the endless power of the Holy Spirit, and you can learn and grow as a parent. Not only has God given you these kids if you have them, not only has God gifted you with the Holy Spirit, which, which lives within you, but God himself has promised to walk with you on the journey of parenting. So don't walk in self-reliance that, that results in a crushing weight. Don't walk in independence saying, I've got to do this on my own. Don't walk in isolation. I think one of the greatest temptations for parents in our age is to sort of dialogue with the internet rather than to walk with others. If we were to honestly and Um, humbly engage in dialogue with the struggles and and the successes and the, the challenges and the beauty of what it means to be parents, oh man, our community would flourish. Raising godly kids, don't shrink back from the honor that's been given to you as parents. Wear it, walk with it, and entrust the Holy Spirit to fill you, to be able to carry it. Not only is honor God's blueprint for you parents, but so is faithfulness. Faithfulness is God's blueprint. Not perfection, right? But walking by faith, trying your best to follow in the ways of God to keep the covenant if we we're to draw from the Old Testament language here in this passage, your charge as parents is to walk by faith in the Lord and to pursue faithfulness. God, in this, the covenant that's cited here in this passage, the Old Covenant, promised His people that He would bless their children's children's children if they would walk faithfully with Him, teaching their kids to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Your humble act of serving the Lord and of trying to faithfully raise your kids is honestly going to be felt long after you're gone. That's the testimony of Scripture and the testimony of time. that, That the simple seeds of faithfulness and of love for your kids and of love for God that you sow as they grow up in your homes will literally be reaping dividends for generations. What an honor. What a calling. And knowing that the God of the universe longs to help you by His Spirit to be faithful. God's blueprint is faithfulness. But also, leadership is God's blueprint for you as parents. Why will it go well for children? Like, what's going on here? How can God promise this? Well, simply it'll go well because you'll lead them into good things. If a child obeys you, if a child honors you, you know what they'll likely do? They'll follow you. That's the design here. That godly parenting is all about leadership. This gentle, proactive leadership into a deep love for God and love for neighbor into a a life of faith not a life of perfection but a life of pursuit of god right if your children see you doing that they'll follow you into that godly parenting is about leadership and so much of our struggles as parents come from getting into a battle mindset where we're, in many sense, trying to win the war with kids, especially with toddlers. And and all that does is it gets us reactive rather than proactive, trying to lead our kids into something, trying to continue to build trust with them such that they'll follow in our ways. This is exactly what wisdom of the scriptures tells us, right? That, That we should train a child up in the way that he should go. And then when, at the long down the road, at the end of life, she will not depart from that way. that's That's the emphasis of the Proverbs. That if we teach the ways, which involves what? Leadership. If we show the way home, our kids will learn the path. If we lead them into knowledge of something, perhaps they'll go find more knowledge. If we lead them and they follow, their life will be long and it will be good because it will be in the design, in the blueprint of God. Last word is to fathers. We've talked to children, talked to parents, and now the Apostle Paul takes aim at the dads. All right, happy Father's Day. Here we go. Buckle up, dads. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Okay, so you've got a negative, do not provoke them to anger. And then you've got a positive, but bring them up. These are contrasting pictures, right? Probably you know what it is to provoke your child to anger. You know what it is to rush in with anger in your own heart. You know what it is to be heavy-handed with a child, then all of a sudden they recoil and respond. Dads in the Greco-Roman world had all authority, complete control, especially if they were the, the paterfamilias, right? If they were the head of the household, then of course they had ultimate say. And what that lent itself to, of course, was a kind of ruling and a kind of leadership that was far more crushing than it was nurturing. And so what the Apostle Paul is saying is when the gospel lands in your parenting, what will happen is that you will, as Jesus said, no longer lord it over your children that you're in authority which is what the Gentiles do. This is the disciples and Jesus having that famous conversation where Jesus tells them, listen, I am among you as one who serves. I came not to be served, but to serve. I came not to take, but to give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus as the model, the example. And, And what does he say? The Gentiles do not do that. They lord it over provoking those they follow, you could almost insert there, crushing those under their leadership. What are fathers to be? Fathers shape in the gospel, what are they to be? Well, they're to bring up, they're to nurture, they're to serve, they're to help a child have everything that they need met in the most gentle Firm at times, but loving and sacrificial way. This is the way of Jesus. And the way of Jesus, of course, is the way that fathers are supposed to walk in the gospel, right? And I wonder if, if it was position and control that kept the, the dads in Jesus's day and in Paul, the apostles' day, from parenting their kids in the blueprint of God's design. I wonder what it is for us dads? Is it busyness that keeps us from bringing up children the way that Paul instructs us to? Is it um, distance keeping us from engaging kids in the way that Paul is asking us to? I wonder if it is importance, such importance that men have still in our society but they feel important so that they are high and dads can't come low. Can't come low speaking gently and softly to a child, but can stand tall demanding and threatening a child. This is not the way of Christ. This is not the way of grace. This is not the gentle leadership of Jesus that's worthy of all honor and who has all authority and control. But Jesus himself shows us another way, dads. Jesus Himself shows us that whatever we are entitled to, whatever privileges we may have, we are to set them aside to what? To empower, to serve. Jesus is commanding dads to nourish their kids. The parallel here is, of course, to the passage before it on hu- with husbands and wives and the way that the husband cherishes, nurtures, encourages, cleanses, um, builds up his wife. With children, there is the same dynamic. Where the one with responsibility here in this passage, the father's, is being commanded to not stay high, but to come low, to serve, and to supply whatever is needed for a child emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, to grow up into wholeness, right? This is, this is what Jesus is doing, of course, to the, to the church, right? He's, he's helping the church build itself up together with incredible gentleness and grace in love such that it reaches the full stature. That's what what godly dads do. They sacrifice, they serve, and they bring up children in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Two words that can be synonymous, but in some ways have different meaning. Of course, one gets at the kind of instruction that's needed in the ways of God, and the other gets to the discipline required to correct and keep someone along the path. But even those things, the emphasis, of course, is on this kind of gracious, good, present, gentle leadership toward the ways of God and reflecting the character of God. Because listen, where is the example of fatherhood given from of course in Ephesians it comes from the the one God and father of us all the one who has brought together Jew and Gentile who's gathered to himself a people and loved them with an immeasurable love and then is nurturing them into new ways of life that are after the blueprint of God's design so listen to children, to parents, to fathers. We've got to keep working out. We've got to keep exercising. God's design is for us to work out our gracious salvation in the areas of our most important relationships. Of course, being marriage and the family and our working relationships as well. And the community that is the church more broadly. But, but here today, parents. And children must work out the good news. Parenting is no easy task in our day. And and, and and parents are flooded with constant information and always opinion. And we need to heed what God has said in His Word. We need to not walk as unwise, but wise. We need to follow the ways of the Lord. And to be filled with the Spirit of the living God. We need His Word and we need the community that the Spirit of God has brought together around us. Not to walk in isolation, but to walk together. Raising kids to the glory of God. And whether you're a parent or whether you're just a member of our church without kids. Either single or you've never had kids or have struggled to have kids what you need to see is that this is a word to the family of God, that you are part of God's family and that you get to come alongside those who have biological children and help raise them in the people of God such that we might live for God at a young age and for always. Father, we pray that you would encourage the dads and the moms in our church May they know the endless power of the Holy Spirit that can fill them. And may they not settle where they are when it comes to their parenting ability. May they not settle to have a tool in the toolbox, but may they fill out and have an abundance of tools. May our church even be a church that equips parents to raise kids who are whole in every sense of the word who can love God with heart, soul, mind, and strength, and who can love our neighbors and seek the good of this great city in which we live. So Father, empower our church, crystallize the vision of the parents within our church, and would you be glorified as families seek to live out the blueprint. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.